0: sit comfortably, everyone. So I just wanted to um, say a few brief words tonight about the um, situation, that the context that we're in. Do you know we're still in um, COVID lockdown and uh, how we can practise with that? And um, I just wanted to marry that together with... Um, something else that um, happened during the week. Um, about a year ago, I was asked to write a paper for an American psychology journal critiquing mindfulness from a Buddhist perspective. And um, it eventually got published after a, a long delay, so it came out this week. And I hadn't looked at the article for about a year, and um, I reread it. and um, I was happy about what I'd written, Um, but it was also, it reminded me of, there's a theme that goes through my article that I wanted to um, bring out, you know, and just share as a a Dharma talk as well. But coming to um, COVID, I don't know what week we're into COVID lockdown now, um, three or something like that, five, five, oh dear. And um, it seems uh, the impression I get from talking to clients, you know, I do a lot of Zoom meetings with everyone through this, and there's a sense that there's somewhat a different tone to it to last year when it began. I think that when we when we were in it last year, it was a bit of a novelty, and um, and I think the novelty's worn off with a lot of people by now, <coughs> and. Um, there's, I think there's some sense of increased anxiety or despair that um, it's going on, it's, it's happening again mm-hmm. and we don't know when it's going to end and we don't know whether it's going to come back again and uh, it, it does impact on people's um, social and work lives quite a lot, particularly our social life. and. Uh, we need to remind ourselves that as human beings um, we, we very much rely on relationships with other people, friendships, families, etc. is an integral part of our well-being and it's very important that, that those relationships are, are nurtured. It's all part of the friendship, you know, and family it's all part of the sort of interconnected relationship of all life. Everything is part of the family. You know, all of existence is part of the family. But our friends and our our family and our workmates are are much closer to us and the relationship is is more meaningful. And uh, it's important in, I think, in working through this difficult time, or it can be difficult for people, is... A lot of people tell me that they, because they, they're, they're sort of locked up inside, that they want to do something, or they want to go out and exercise, you know, and run and swim and things like that, which are very important to do. But let's not lose sight of the fact um, that the the meditation practice that we can bring to this situation um, is is one of um, really really coming to a radical acceptance of the way things are, you know, and there's a sense of acceptance and calmness and serenity um, comes with our experience as well. And if I remind you, you know, a lot of, a lot of religious practices, spiritual practices across a lot of different traditions are involved with um, a monk or a nun being in a cell. You know, like they voluntarily put them in, in themselves inside four walls. You know, and they stay there. Um, even the, the nuns up in Stroud Monastery. That's what they would do. They would they would um, isolate themselves. You know, from the rest of the world for long periods of time, voluntarily. And um, we can we can be using this experience. Of lockdown, you know where we're limited in terms of where we can go and so on, to um, to realise that um, to quote a, an English poem, that four walls do not a prison make, mm-hmm. and it's how we we surrender to that circumstance as to whether we see a prison as a prison or whether we see you know COVID as some kind of terrible lockdown that's restricting us. Um, it's just another experience of existence um, that we can surrender into. I think part of working with this as well is our relationship to time. And um, I guess there are many people out there, um, you know, in Sydney, and Greater Sydney at the moment, getting frustrated as to when this is going to end. Mm hmm and i think even asking yourself the question when is this going to end is going to cause more frustration and more suffering mm-hmm. because it it implies a kind of a impatience irritation Do you know it should end this is not the way our life should be led it should end you know so we we kind of project our own human ideas onto the circumstance and project it onto there and i think it's important that we go through this time kind of with a with the view um well it'll it'll end when it ends you know it's probably going to go on for a long time and it will end when it ends um and that way we sit in the serenity of this experience you know rather than actually um creating more on more suffering on what is there as soon as we're grasping for an end to something that we don't like um, we're going to make ourselves suffer. And that goes that acceptance of the um, ongoing nature of time um, without any expectations about what something ha- ends, it goes together with sarsen. You know, even, even like in a... We all know, like in a meditation period when the bells ring or it's a long period, it's like you've just got to surrender to whenever the bell's going to ring again. Uh-huh. And if you get yourself caught up in, you know... I wonder if the timekeeper's forgotten about it or whatever. Um, you, you start to struggle. So it's the same, same sense of surrender to time um, in COVID as it is to doing SAZEN. So further to that, to link it back into my article, um, one of the things I was emphasising in this article is that where Zen practice and other Dharma practices differ, from what I refer to as as secular mindfulness, um, is that secular mindfulness tends to focus on the individual. Um, Like I was mentioning the words I mentioned during Zazen at the beginning. It tends to focus in on my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings, my experience, which is fine, it's a, a place to start. Um, And it's a way of trying to develop a more accepting, non-judgmental, kind relationship with yourself. Um, But Zen practice goes beyond that. Um, It's a good place to start. Um, But uh, Zen practice always takes you into the vastness of time and space and the interrelatedness of everything how everything's just so intimately entangled with everything else you know and that there's no there's no separation there's an intimacy with life not just an intimacy with your own inner experience and and that's what we aspire to in Zen practice and where Secular mindfulness practice is different at a training level to Zen practice. Is yes, we do, we all do meditation. We probably do longer hours of meditation and retreats than people do in secular mindfulness. We don't use um, meditation apps. You know, we have learnt to swim, you know, without floaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other important aspect that is there in Zen practice and not in secular mindfulness is, at a training level is the practice of the precepts. And um, that brings a whole different dimension to your practice when those two things go together. Because there may be mindfulness of self, which is therapeutic, where you become much more aware of your, your thoughts and your feelings and, and your body sensations. But one way of understanding the practice of the precepts, it's not just mindfulness of self, it's basically about mindfulness of others, right? So by practicing the precepts, you're actually widening the circle of practice, you're bringing it into this re- relationship with other people and 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 other forms of life. Because the basis of it is, as we all know, is is not to harm, and um, not to um, lead uh, an egocentric existence. Uh, it challenges all of that and breaks it down. So it's a very the precepts are a very important part of Zen practice for that very reason. You know that it it connects us not just with our internal experience, that it, it connects us with our outer experience as well. And as a way of closure, let me just um, remind you again what those precepts are. Um, and this is uh, Norman Fisher's version of it, which I quoted in my article. Um, Not to kill, but to nurture life. Not to steal, but to receive what is offered as a gift. Not to misuse sexuality, but to be caring and faithful in intimate relationships. Not to lie, but to be truthful. Not to intoxicate with substances or doctrines, but to promote clarity and awareness. Not to speak of others' faults, but to speak out of loving kindness. Not to praise self at the expense of others, but to be modest. Not to be possessive of anything, but to be generous. Not to harbour anger, but to forgive. And not to do anything to diminish the triple treasure, but to support and nurture it. The triple treasure is Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. But maybe another, another form of words, don't do anything to diminish the sacred, whatever that might be. And the sacred might be Dharma teachings, other teachings. But as Dogen said, um, all existence is Buddha nature. All existence is sacred. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the other things that we take out of being locked down in COVID related to all this, um, if I can just talk from my own experience, um, I miss all of you. I miss all of my Zen friends, um, having you in real life, people in the room here, and and connecting with you. And I, in other areas of my life, I miss my um, my music friends and I miss my sailing friends. And um, and it's when you don't have contact with those friendships in in your life. We may have it with our families and with our partners, but our friendship network. Is seriously challenged during this lockdown, and I think it's a, a time of reflection for recognizing just how important those friendships are in our life. You know that so when we we can't actually um, connect in reality with people so easily, um, that we really value what they are. And friendship, as we all know, is a is a giving and receiving. We we give to others, and they. They give back to us. Um, it's a manifestation, a metaphor of, of how life is. And as human beings, it's, um, it's so uh, valuable to our well being. So, one of our vows we can add is to nurture our friendships as well.